bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Here we are again. The Chalky United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast. Dave and I have torn ourselves away from the curling for uh, just for... Half an hour. Mixed curling. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Have, yeah. you, uh, have you had a big air backside 1080 today? Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand you anything about, about, about snowboarding no, at all? or half piping or, or anything like that. Um, I do like uh, the Winter Olympics, but I don't understand much. No, no. Well, I think that's quite... That's, that's, some of the best things in life are like that, aren't they? they you, are. you quite like them, but you haven't got a clue what's going on. Indeed. Um, no, Did no, I... I there's some very strange it's baffling, isn't it? sports going on out there, aren't there? And uh, and here we are. But if, if we lived in Norway, we'd, we'd, we'd be having we'd be public holidays. For we'd be having this, podcasts about this kind of thing. Yeah. But before we start on the football, let me just try a little... Not that we condone such things, of course, but if you're in the mood for a drinking game, like they have, have a drink every time one of the commentators uses the phrase, my goodness. Really? All right, my yeah. goodness, you, you'll, you'll be you've watched, you've blotto before the mid-evening is out. <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> is that's the phrase to yeah. well, When a stone hits anything, it's another. Yeah, it's usually quite, when yeah. somebody gets a big air backside 1080 in the snowboarding or, or something like that. Yeah, I must say, I could, those cross-country skiers are seriously absolutely eh, strong. Are yeah. they not? I wouldn't like to do that for a living, would you? Not in the slightest. That's um, that, that's too much like hard work for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. The camera pulled back and showed one of the gradients that they were going up. I, yeah. mean, I always thought skiing was a downhill <laughs> sport, didn't you? Yeah. Um, how how they get up those it's things? Tough. They're hard to stay on as well. I have had a go on cross country skis, and you, I did only fall recently, yeah. flat on my backside, yeah. uh, just trying to stay upright and stationary. But anyway, enough enough winter sports yeah. banter. We're here to talk about Torquay United. Uh, and, 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 how, <coughs> and how and how now the game at Maidenhead on Saturday a 2-1 win up there was as good a game as people have seen for a long time from Torquay wasn't it well it, it there was a lot to like about the day almost from departure time yeah. you know you're going to Maidenhead it's not a marathon by well, it would be by most people's um, standards but not by Torquay by standards yeah. uh, uh, absolutely mob handed uh, I, I still I, I still haven't been able to find out exactly how many goals fans turned up. Because but, isn't um, it one of those grounds where you can change ends at half-time? Oh, absolutely. You, you have yeah, freedom no of movement around the ground. But not only that, I mean, what can be better than a football ground that is ooh, all of five minutes' walk from the town station uh, yeah. and a similar distance away from the town centre pubs? So it could have been made for us exactly, and and uh, the uh, amazing turnout of United fans there practically turned it into a home game. Yeah, um, uh, the pitch, which was dreadful, um, probably actually helped to make the occasion because um, you know on a pitch like that there tends to be mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> with all you know, you can't help feeling sorry for the players, but it makes for quite entertaining watching. Uh, and uh, any neutral there must have thought, well, I'm coming back to see more of this. This is tremendous yeah. stuff. Um, the weather uh, was pretty grim as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it, the weather was okay on the, during the course of the afternoon. It was just that, um, that there'd been buckets full of rain overnight, more in the morning. Uh, when we first got to the ground, both goal mouths were covered. Yeah. And the ref was having a look. Uh, in the end, I think it was only a precautionary inspection. The game went ahead quite correctly. Um, uh, but um, uh, hats off to United for the football they played on it. 
Um, United moved the ball really well in the first half. You know, you think when you look at that pitch, oh, here we go, this is going to be a long ball fest. Um, You know, safety first, um, if in doubt, row Z. No, United got it down and they played their football. Uh, They got Efete down the right, Liam Davis down the left, uh, and thoroughly deserved to take the lead. Uh, Some goal and, as well, and, wasn't it? And what a goal! What if a goal! You, if you haven't seen it, it is available out there on the internet, isn't it? It is, and um, uh, I mean, I was I was side on to it, yeah. and the moment Aaron Barnes hit it, even I went, "Oh, that's got a chance!" Yeah. You just had that feeling. He didn't actually belt it in in physical terms. He just caught it as sweetly, and even he must have gone. Well, he, he said he said since that when he got the Luke Young. Received a half clearance from the, from yeah. the defence attack down the left. Davis cross, they get it out to Young. Young pops it inside to Barnes as if to say, "Well, I'm a bit too far out, but you yeah. might have a go." Yeah. Try your luck. Uh, and uh, he just caught it sweetly, and and he must have known from the moment he hit it that, that it was very very close. Carl yeah. uh, Pentney, who's a, who who actually was a tremendous for for Maidenhead in goal. Uh, he t- he saw it and he took off. Well, he he could still have been flying now and he yeah. wouldn't have got it. Um, uh, and and a great great goal, thirty yards. And Barnes is catching the eye a little bit, isn't he? Well, he he, he played very well again on Saturday, uh, but he wasn't alone. Mm. I mean, there, there was there was a, a a level of performance on Saturday. Games like that, you know, you, they're going to be stamina sapping. There's not many brownie points to be earned on a pitch like that. You've got to get your thinking cap on. You've got to make sure your touch is decent. You're going to have to tackle. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're going to have to work. You know, all the things that go to make a good performance without too much flash stuff. Yeah. Uh, and um, I thought all 11 uh, United players were, were, were terrific last Saturday. And none better, in a funny way, than Vincent Durrell in goal. Really? Because yeah. it was a day for goalkeeping mistakes uh, a wet ball uh, uh, a goal mouths where you didn't know whether the ball was going to bounce or not um, uh, a lot of physical pressure uh, yeah. and Vincent Durrell I thought had a tremendous game as did Pentney in, in, in the Maidenhead goal uh, I, I'm, I've been trying to think you know did I sort of over egg it but uh, I've been trying to think of a mistake that Durrell made in any department catching saving or kicking um, uh, uh, and organising, obviously, I could, you can't hear some of that, and I can't, I can't remember one. No. Uh, and on a day when mistakes tend to be punished, it was, it, it was great. And uh, United, uh, they, they absolutely, there is a slope at yeah. York Road. Um, not, not a, not a. It's not Hewish like. It, no, it's not Hewish and it's not Barnet like, but it's, it's, it's a proper slope. You, yeah. can, you, you, you definitely are playing uphill or downhill. And United played downhill in the second half. They absolutely bombarded the, the, the Maidenhead goal yeah. at the start of the second half. Yeah. Didn't get the equaliser. And this was after Josh Gowling, of course, had had to go off at half-time. Big blow for United. Forced yeah. a reshuffle there. We'll talk a little bit more about him we later. Will. Yeah. Uh, Con- Connor Lemonhay Evans came on in midfield. Hit the post within 10 yards of of coming on that was a good effort it as well, was wasn't it, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. although funny enough I was on the other side of the pitch and I didn't realise he'd actually hit it in the end I knew he'd shot just one yeah. but I hadn't realised that it had clipped the post didn't get the second goal hmm. and of course you know we're all of us in that oh dear oh dear mode still uh, fearing the worst yeah. when United don't get the second goal and sure enough Maidenhead and chapeau to them as well. They'd had a marathon trip in midweek to Stockport, lost in extra time in the FA Trophy. They're part-timers, uh, and they came home to 
face yeah. Torquay on that pitch. They they managed to find a second win from somewhere and equalise with a stonking free kick, um, not quite as far out as Aaron Barnes is, but not getting on yeah. for it. And you then think, oh dear, you know, a point is okay, but a bit disappointing yeah. since you've been ahead. And, and, and then pre- previous incarnations of Torquay United would have hung on for a point or, or maybe even have gone maybe under. even have lost yeah. it absolutely uh, uh, and uh, United had a little it wasn't a wobble but it was a spell of uncertainty but let's put it like that for 10 or 15 minutes after yeah. uh, Maidenhead equalised in the 65th minute and then uh, without a shadow of doubt they finished stronger and the, the, the um, second and, goal and was, the was as good as the first but in a different way wasn't it well I, I, it's the arrival of, of, of Elliot Remain and Brett Williams has suddenly given United this feeling that there's a goal there. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, <laughs> Elliot Remain has covered every blade of every pitch that he's played on yeah. for United at Macclesfield, Barrow, and um, uh, and, Br- and, right. and Bromley yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his two goals have come from a total distance of about. Well, whatever, <laughs> six yards. About a boot's width, <laughs> correct? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but you don't don't you earn them? Yeah, you know. And well, and we were talking. Funnily enough, we were talking at the weekend about a chap called Carl Airy, who used to knock him in from three feet off the line with anything that he happened to have handy to get in the way of the ball, and that's exactly what you want, isn't it? Well, it is. But but it, it, you, and we all remember Carl Airy with with fondness. Yeah. Um, but Romain literally has run miles and, and probably plenty of miles over the last four games. Uh, he scored a real good goal at Macclesfield, a chest down and a volley in from, what, six yards out, maybe five, yeah. uh, to get a point there. Uh, and when um, at Luke Young's corner, the 12th of 13 that United forced last Saturday, a uh, defender went up, couldn't head it clear, dropped for Brett Williams at the far post. And give Williams a bit of um, credit here. Um, uh, I'm I'm crediting him with not actually going for goal because yeah. I don't think he did, and he's too good a player to mean one and do the other. Um, but the ball is dropping for him; he hasn't got time to take a touch, and he just looked into that goal mouth and saw a forest of legs and thought, "This is going to hit something." Yeah. <laughs> and if it hits one of ours, all well and good, and if it hits one of theirs, it'll probably go in as well. And he belted it into into the goal mouth, and there was opportunist. Elliot stuck his foot out from what three yards out. Thank you very much. Two one. So that, that, I mean that the next obvious question is: we play at home to Dagenham and Redbridge. We do on Saturday. Uh, who are Elliot Remains' parent club? He's on loan uh, from Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, so as things stand as we speak, midway through Thursday afternoon, yeah. Elliot Remain would not be able to play Correct. on Saturday yes. against Dagenham and Absolutely Redbridge. Absolutely right. Uh, um, I don't think actually that it's in the written agreement, uh, but I've been. It's been stressed to me that there is a convention yeah. that all clubs at this level and probably at most levels observe some clubs actually insist on sticking it in yeah. the agreement others don't that you don't play against your parent club the other point is you imagine if you if you imagine in this situation Elliot Remain is on loan to Torquay even if he was legally allowed to play for Torquay against Dagon on Saturday you imagine the position that you put him in 
yeah, yeah, you no, know, it's, it's the, simply, the Jake Robinson thing comes around once in a blue moon. Absolutely, it? it does. And and uh, uh, if so, we remind people he scored two goals for Torquay against Shrewsbury, yeah, while on loan here from Shrewsbury. That's right. Now I, I have a funny feeling that there may be a slightly different arrangement in the football league than there is at the conference. But but it's been stressed emphatically to me that in the conference, you'd, the agreement, the, the convention is between the clubs. You don't play against your parent club. Uh, and United certainly will not break that convention, no. um, uh, and he won't play against Dagenham on Saturday, unless unless yes, yeah, um, do you know I was waiting for the I thought no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but, unless yeah. a deal can be done to turn the loan into a permanent transfer. Okay, and Gary Hours has indicated fairly strongly that efforts are certainly being made um, uh, in that direction at the moment. Um, Dagenham, I think, as quite a few United fans know reasonably well, are uh, um, in a certain amount of financial difficulty at the moment. Um, they've already offloaded at least three players. I understand that there's a, there's a couple more plus remain yeah. uh, that uh, overtures are being made to, and um, uh, it's very sad for them um, that that, it is, know, that yeah. they're in this yeah. situation. But of course. Uh, also, as most United fans know, they're not the only club in the conference mm-hmm. at the moment. And this is an interesting take on this whole financial business of running a club in the conference, isn't it? Here we are. Um, everybody talks about budgets for this and who's paying the most money and all this sort yeah. of stuff. And then all of a sudden you get to February and I'll, t- I'll bet that there are at least half the clubs in the conference are living almost from week to week. You think it's that many? Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and uh, certainly month to month. Yeah, um, and that's the reality of life at this uh, of, of life at this level. Um, and there's quite a few clubs that are struggling to do it yeah. at the moment. What's the latest position with Hartlepool and, and Chester today? Hartlepool, I understand, have had some money from a supporters' donations, which at the moment uh, they are hoping will see them through to the end of this month. Mm-hmm. But there are no guarantees beyond that, so I'm given yeah. to understand. Chester have got a, a charity game coming up. I think it's tonight, isn't it? Um, Ian Rush, Michael okay. Owen and various yeah. other luminaries turning out. They're appealing for fans to turn up. Now, when you're down to the, having to hold a game... To raise some money, to pay for the next game. Well, the, yeah. you know, it's fairly obvious how difficult that yeah. situation is. Um, uh, and um, Dagenham appeared to be in a certain amount of trouble. Um, I've heard rumours about two or three more, um, but it would be unfair to, mm. yeah. um, uh, you know, point the finger when you haven't got, you know, proper proper evidence. But um, it's worrying, though, isn't it? You know, a game. Here we go again, but a game that is so rich at some levels, a game that's that's awash with billions and billions of pounds of, of football TV money, um, and clubs, you know, clubs with heritage like Hartlepool and Chester. No disrespect to Dagenham and Redbridge, but teams that have been around for a long, long time in the league are on the verge of going bust for want of there you go hundred grand. There you are. Um, uh, um, Stuart, uh, I forgot his name now. The, the, the chairman, the chairman and, and main backer of Eastley, yeah, um, was saying the other day that, that that he had made the mistake of trying to buy his way out of the conference, mm. paying wages which he looks back on. They now. did spend a lot of money, didn't exactly. they? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and uh, you know, you you go well, <laughs> hallelujah. You yeah. know, um, if if it was if it was that simple. Um, you know, you you just write the checks oh, the out. Teams and, would have done and, it by and, now. Yeah. It, that's right. And yeah. Some it has worked. It has worked for some, 
um, you know, the, the, the owner at Forest Green has basically bought his way into yeah. the Football League and okay, but good luck to him. United, being... when they came down the first time, yeah. it was that first consortium after Mike Bateson sold up for the second time, um, you know, that came in with the Bristow's money uh, yeah. and effectively, I mean, mind you, they did start from a clean slate in a way. I think there was only two players yeah. on the club's books, was yeah. it? Mansell and Hockley, I think, were here at the it time, was, but yeah. that, that was about it. And they and they had to go out and buy a team or, or mm. sign a team, you know, rather than actually have the choice to do it. But uh, and United paid good wages at that time, and they got up at the second attempt. They didn't get up the first mm. year. And Forest Green are not playing in front of huge crowds in League Two, either. No, they? absolutely. They had what, what did we spot the other day? They had for a. a it was it was very low. Poultry, wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. very very um, low. You, it's surprising because the catchment area there, you would have thought that people would come in Bristol, Gloucester. I, 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 I think absolutely not. I, no? I, I think people in Gloucester and people in Cheltenham and people in Bristol, they don't look towards Nailsworth <laughs> in the middle of the Cotswolds. <laughs> Does uh, anybody? Yeah. No, and, and I think I think it's a miracle what Forest Green have done yeah. in the circumstances. But you have to. Uh, uh, um, you know, as, as Jeffrey Richmond, the old Bradford City chairman, used to say, it's all about chimney pots in the end. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and uh, you've got a club like Bradford. I think they had what, what they had twenty eight thousand there the other day. I yeah. think they gave a t- made a ticket offer. And Portsmouth um, are pulling in big crowds. Well, as well uh, aren't port, they? Pomp, uh, Fratton Park isn't big enough, is it? Mm. Uh, I think it's got absolute capacity of about nineteen twenty thousand. Yeah. They can't get any more than that. Well, it's, it's full every week virtually. Um, so you know you're right. There's this wonderful, you know, depth to the English game, and yet, uh, but it's 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 purely about pounds, shillings, and pence. And below the football league, you have this cut-off point. Yeah. <laughs> league two and upwards, trickle-down money. And below that, yeah, nothing. nothing. Yeah. And, it, and and yet you've got all these clubs in the conference, uh, and in the conference north, as we know now, York City and Stockport mm. County, and in the, in the conference north, the, Hereford are coming up. Again, after a complete yeah. disaster, there. It'd be great to see them uh, back. Well, wouldn't it? Again. Ab- yeah. Absolutely, and and they and they, by the look of it, are getting the sort of crowds yeah. that, that could support it. But it's the clubs that that, that you know are, are you know even when they are at the pinnacle of their achievements, are still not getting the type yeah. of gates. Yeah. You know, I mean, United uh, uh, on a bad day get fifteen hundred. Mm. Well, that's the top crowd for, with all due respect. Macclesfield or Ebbsfleet or, yeah. or, or Dover or you know etc etc etc. Now we all know this, um, and it's uh, but there is no help from above in the conference, and that is the crucial yeah. um, factor, and that's putting clubs under all sorts of pressure. It is. We've digressed, but um, but for the best possible reasons. Yeah. Let's let's look no, ahead uh, to these. Great, uh, the, the whole point about that winner for Remain, you, yeah. you, you imagine, you know, the, the difference between one all and two one, yeah. absolutely massive. Um, and you quite rightly pointed out that the United of a few weeks ago probably wouldn't have had the belief, uh, pr- the personnel, um, the fitness. Uh, no. uh, uh, all, all that kind of stuff to go yeah. and to go and turn that point into three, especially and on a pitch like that. On a pitch like yeah. that, and now they are facing three successive home games. It probably won't actually feel like that because there's a weekend, <laughs> there's a blank weekend blank in the weekend. middle of it. So we're at um, home to Dagenham and Redbridge on Saturday. We're at home to Sutton yeah. next Tuesday night. Isn't so there'll a, be two games before the next podcast. Game. That's yeah. massive, isn't it? And then there's a blank Saturday. Yeah, because of Leighton Orient's participation in the quarterfinals of the FA Trophy. And the following Saturday, we're at home to Fylde. Fylde, and the 
extraordinary Danny Rowe. Yeah, um, two more goals at the weekend. Two more goals at yeah. the weekend. I think that's 23 in 37 games this season. 133 Some goals, goals in three and a half years for, for Fylde and um, as we were mentioning in the, in the Herald this week, some people wondered whether he could do it at this level. Uh, I think so. He's, ma- he's managed reasonably well, hasn't but he? But that's, that's a gap. He it won't is. be here for a fortnight or so. Now, the thing is, if you take the um, games in hand out of the equation, let's just do that for a moment to make ourselves feel better because it's a sunny afternoon. Uh, on Tuesday night, by 10 o'clock on Tuesday night, Torquay could be out of the bottom four, couldn't they? Technically, they possibly, could. Yeah, possibly. If other um, results go for them. Yeah, uh, I, I, Gary Hours is very sensibly, and no one will be surprised, is, is doing that let's keep chicken, yeah. chipping away line. And oh, I, absolutely I, I'm wrong. with him 100%. Yeah, there, quite, but you know. it's just nice to dream now and then, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Uh, uh, and United have. I, th- I think Hours is looking at these next three games. Um, uh, I think he feels if United can come out of the next three matches with another five or six points. I would say, I personally, I would have thought six is yeah. the least. Well, you can go for you, that means yeah. you've got to win two of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and don't forget, you've got Sutton who are going for a promotion. Yeah. Dagenham, all right, they may be having a bit of a wobble at the moment, but decent on their day. Uh, and then Fylde are on a hell of a run at the moment yeah. and are starting yeah. to think they might go straight through, um, you know, doing a Fleetwood, yeah. which, of course, is only a goal kick away anyway from up there. But, but t- teams on a decent run at the moment include Torquay, don't well, they? No, Two, I, back to back. I, absolutely, and 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 you know you are talking about a team that went to Macclesfield and drew one all, and uh, if they've if they've taken one or two chances in the first half, they might well have got more there. Yeah. Um, and how many times have we said it? Anybody in this league can beat anybody yeah. on a given day. That's true. Um, and if United were to beat Dagenham on Saturday, um, uh, Sutton will have a. A proper job on yeah. their hands on, on next Tuesday yeah. night. That, of course, will be United's second chance, <laughs> amazingly, to do a double this season because they, of course, they yeah. they are one of the few teams to have won on the artificial pitch at Sutton this season. Indeed. Now the Dagenham and Redbridge game on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff at Playmore. By the way, in case you needed reminding, we'll have to go into that without Josh Gowling. Is yeah. that right? And what a shame that is. And and uh, Gary Houser's one of the first things he said at his press conference today was raise that um, uh, how well Gowling has done since he's yeah. he's, he's come into the team Hours um, was saying understandably that um, you know the only problem with Josh Gowling is that he's been unavailable more often than he's been yeah. available yeah. Um, but uh, um, you know he, Kevin Nicholson signed him last summer and whenever he's played he's looked a real good solid pro uh, he's been instrumental I think in the last three games uh, at the points that United have picked up, but uh, obviously he's got fairly well-known, uh, um, you know, knee issues. He's had problems, hasn't he? Yeah, but uh, uh, funnily enough, the injury on Saturday wasn't really down to that. He he, he went up, uh, won a header, committed himself to a header, uh, and one of the maidenhead players effectively sort of kneed him halfway up, yeah. uh, and completely. Uh, you, you knew as he came down, he wasn't coming down in a good place, yeah. as it were. Um, uh, and he, he's jarred his ankle and knee. Uh, they've done a scan. Uh, Gary Houser says there's no serious damage. Good. Uh, but he's got to let it settle down, and he, he'll he'll miss Saturday and probably next Tuesday as well, which is a, a, a real blow. So a, a reshuffle necessary at the very least. Don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> they are out and about trying to get some cover in, um, mainly because uh, uh, I think. 
Gary Owls feels he's he's always been a defender short for some time anyway. Yeah. Definitely since Alex Davy left. Uh, then Alec, uh, Axel Anderson went back to Reading. Yeah. Uh, the decision was taken, obviously, to release Miles Anderson. So as we speak, um, you know, you've got Conrad Balatoni and Sean McGinty uh, and young Michia Fete, who I think everybody can see. Uh, um, uh, is doing a great job at right wing back, and, and he's obviously happiest at right wing exactly. back, isn't he? So um, he gets his head down, he really goes, yes, doesn't he? And he played well there on Saturday at Maidenhead. So um, at half time, Gary Owens had to pull him into the back four, yeah, uh, and take Aaron Barnes out of the middle of midfield and put him to right wing back. Uh, now, it doesn't take much to work out that that isn't quite as strong as the situation mm. as United had before. It doesn't the two players themselves. It doesn't do them any great favours. Michel Fete has played in the back four and he can do a job there, but I think that the the view at Plainmore is that the stakes are have been yeah. the ante has been up now, and um, uh, uh, now that United have managed to find this little bit of form, have this the weird M word for momentum maybe going yeah, yeah. that they don't want to, they want to do everything they possibly can to um, uh, to keep that going now with six low knees on in the club already there's there's two elements to this yeah should they manage to get uh, uh, to persuade Dagenham and uh, Elliot Remain to turn a loan into a permanent transfer that removes a loan from the yes. six yeah. uh, and it also nudges hours uh, um, towards signing a non-contract player rather than a loan yeah. as cover for Gowling and I think both of those are factors in the current are, the current are they talks. about at this time of the season or uh, are I'm pretty sure there is around? one yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. they are talking to at the moment um, but uh, I think we'll just have to uh, uh, watch this space for the next 24-36 yeah. hours I think something will happen uh, probably tomorrow on on both yeah. of those counts. That's um, just reminded me, by the way, of a little thing we were following on Twitter the other afternoon. By the way, York City reserves were playing somebody and doing rather well, and they very proudly announced on Twitter that was the uh, a fabulous third goal curled into the top corner by a trialist, <laughs> and uh, there's, there's something something rather charming. We've all been there. We in pre-season a trialist. Yeah. Who, is, Who on yeah. earth is that? <laughs> <laughs> nobody, yeah. nobody at the club can tell you. No, no. but. Uh, so that's the Dagenham game. Home to Sutton on Tuesday. That's another, yep. as you say, that's a huge one for them as well. Well, isn't it? Uh, I mean, Sutton, I think we're, we're all getting to the stage, aren't we, at the moment, where whenever anybody else, and of course, because United have played more games than anyone else as we speak, personally, I'd rather have the points and the games in yeah. hand, but um, uh, whenever any, anybody else is playing on a Tuesday night, we're all sitting there uh, watching them all come with in. With hands yeah. clasped, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, hoping for the best. And of course, on Tuesday night, Barrow played Sutton. Um, and Guiseley played Gateshead and uh, Guiseley of course lost at home to Gateshead their bottom of the league and that prompted the dismissal of Paul Cox yeah. well known to United fans only been there five months just shows uh, you know he when he went there he, he resigned at Barrow and for a little while there were some hints that he might be interested in coming back to yeah. Yeah. Uh, United who didn't have a manager at the time um, uh, he fairly quickly ended up at Guiseley going full time mm -hmm. new owner there Pots of money, blah 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 blah, and you think, right? Well, that might take off. Yeah. Uh, e even with their fairly modest crowds, five months later, six successive defeats, uh, bottom of the table, and cheerio to Paul Cox, which is sad for everybody who who knew him here. Yeah. Um, but I think for all United fans, and I think we're going to get into this in the next few weeks in a funny sort of way. 
uh, what Geisley or Chester or Solihull Moors do is almost less important than what Barrow, Hartlepool, yeah. Lake Norient, uh, and that lot do just outside. They're only just the above, four. aren't they? They could get dragged in as well. You you um, mentioned Halifax as well. Halifax as being a team. Are, are, yeah. are another one there, and also it'd be very interesting to see how they they get on this weekend. Um, home to Barrow is yeah. Maidstone. Uh, Maidstone have not won a league match since they won, funnily enough, at Plainmore on November really? the 11th. Yeah. They did come back down here and thump us 4-0 in the trophy, uh, but they haven't won uh, a league game since mm. the, the 11th of November. Now, you look at the table and you think, nah, they should be okay, mid-table. Well, you don't want to be falling like that's a stone wrong, at this time the wrong of kind year. of momentum, isn't that, it? That's right. Yeah. So... Uh, but what an important game that is on Saturday. There are the, most of the United's rivals, if we can call them that, fellow strugglers, uh, the, there's no six-pointers on Saturday. They're all playing other yeah. teams. But that Maidstone v Barrow match uh, is, is pretty it's important. Watch, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, probably could do with a draw there. Yeah. Uh, as long as they, you know, you just want these teams to basically be cancelling each other out. And as long as Barrow... Barrow, you see that they they've only lost. I think it's two of their last six or seven games, but they haven't won any of no. them. They've drawn four or five, I yeah. think, and it hasn't got them out of trouble. That's United dropped, have it? gone yeah. and won two on the trot. Yeah, and uh, it just shows it's it's win wins get you out of trouble. Yeah. Draws don't. Well, it, it's a big big game on Saturday. Did we mention it was three o'clock at Playmore on Saturday? But I think we may have done. But it, uh, well, it and the weather looks set fair. Um, I think if United are well aware of the fact that if they can tie up, remain, uh, and and let's you know a, a bit of sympathy for him here. This is a huge decision for him. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, he's 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 got a club at the moment. Um, he's on loan here. Fine. He enjoys it. Fine. And I think he can see. The possibilities here, but he and his agent have plenty to think about. Um, there would definitely be a transfer fee involved. Yeah. Um, uh, he still doesn't know where United might be next season. Um, so it's know. all it's all the kind of clauses exactly and, and the bits exactly. and pieces in the contract. And, like and, that, isn't and uh, you know, I wouldn't blame him in the least if he took quite uh, you know. Uh, at least five minutes to think this over. Yeah. As long as he decides before, <laughs> before. Whatever, this time tomorrow would be nice. It, it? it yeah. would, it would. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, he, he'll be he would be pitched straight in. All yeah. right, now as a talkie player, if it happens, against the against club his he's, old mates. he's just yeah. left, and, yeah. and I'm sure he's got friends there, and and he he, he wishes no ill will towards no. Dagenham, and yet we'll all be hoping if he does sign and he is available um, that he puts the dagger in big time. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Now, before we depart, a quick mention of the walking footballers of Torquay United. Well, when, when you sent me that text, I, 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 I just said, well, the weekend is complete. The weekend is complete. The walk, we played through the snow at, um, at the grammar school on Sunday morning. The B team um, had some very good results, a couple of good goals there. The A team, uh, good results, the best one being a 5-0 victory over Plymouth Argyle. Well... It's, it doesn't get much better than no, that, does it? Good, a good win. Rob Drew got himself a hat-trick and Hayden Jones notched as well. I've rarely seen anybody quite so happy. A lot of you listeners will know Hayden. Big Talker United fan. Used to take the drum in on the pop side. Um, you know, he's been the same as the rest of us all winter, fretting and worrying for the, about um, that. 
Wasn't he responsible for those posters? Yes, he was. Yeah, he um, made some of the Zorro posters. The Zorro posters when just before United won promotion back into the league. The tremendous indeed, indeed. productions, weren't they? And, and I hope they went well for him because they deserved it, <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Did. It, uh, they were definitely up for sale. I, I know people who have, who, have, who have got mint copies of those. There may be, it may be a good time for another, on their walls. another rerun. But he's as cynical as the rest of us about talking United this winter. But put him in a gold shirt, get him out there on the pitch... He was enjoying that, and a richly deserved goal he got as well. So things are well looking done. up. Well done. Tokyo, well, you know, it, <coughs> I think we are all still in the mode of, oh, yes, <laughs> this is long way to go. Yeah, it's, a, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, and, exactly. But United now have some real hope, um, and uh, uh, these next couple of games coming up, it's going to be a. A big Saturday, Tuesday, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, you crucial. imagine if United come out of these with, say, four points, mm-hmm. well, you know, we're, they're in serious contention. Back in then, contention to stay know. in that yeah. league. But uh, there you go. We will see you at Plainmore on Saturday. Come up and say hello. It's always nice to, um, to hear from people who've uh, listened to the podcast, whether you like it or whether you don't. Come up and say hi. And uh, we'll be there. As ever, come on, you yellows. <laughs>